Hey, this is Aaron Lunsford. Hey, this is Matt Wood. And Nick Quillen. We're Aaron and the Wildfire. And this room sounds great. Yes, it does. I think it was, was it 2016? Um, and we were opening for the village people. <laughs> I just keep running the red lights there by accident because the stoplights are on the sides of the streets instead of in front of you. Um, the, honestly, I'm just going to say it. The thing that I think of when I think of what Matt is known for on tour is, because he always tells me this, staying regular. Everybody out there in Podcastopia, this is Reese Williams, and this room sounds great. Thank you for putting the headphones on and tuning in to us while you're, I don't know, doing your taxes and itemizing your deductions. <laughs> I could not be more thrilled that while you're staring at spreadsheets, you thought of little old us. <laughs> it's delightful. Today we get to speak to Aaron and the Wildfire, so go around and introduce yourselves, what you do in the band, and then if someone will tell me what your musical style is, pretty please. Okay, I'll start. Uh, my name's Nick Quillen. I do drums and backup vocals and the taxes, um, which makes me think <laughs> if you're out there doing taxes right now, you're either very late or very early. <laughs> they have extensions, I think. Yeah, okay, so. okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm true. familiar. <laughs> uh, well, did I get it all? You did, Was that yes. all? Sweet. Oh, nicely done. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so my name is Matt Wood. I am the bass player for the band and uh, probably the best driver of the van. <laughs> Is that on a? Is, do you have a, that on a dating profile somewhere? <laughs> uh, don't tell my wife. Okay. <laughs> Special skills. Oh, resume. That's what I mean. Resume. You are a good driver, but also arguably the fastest driver, mm. which can be contentious for us. That's true. But we'll leave it where it is for now. My name's Aaron uh, Lunsford. I am the singer of the band, um, tambourine player. And uh, one of the writers of the lyrics of the band. (laughs) And I think that's it. And you white knuckle it when Matt's driving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no matter who's driving. I have an (laughs) issue with it. I've actually talked to my therapist about it. (laughs) When you start sentences with, my my therapist says. (laughs) Um, What is your musical style and how long have you guys been together? Yeah, we've been together um, 10 years now, actually, as of this year. So... (laughs) Maybe we should do something special. Looking at our manager now, we should probably <laughs> make Great, a greatest hits album. Made right? a, make a post about it. Or Somebody look it up. What is the ten year anniversary? Is that tin mm. or wood or something? Or something yeah. <laughs> uh, our style is um, pop, soul, R and B. Maybe we were just talking the other day about maybe actually classifying uh, classifying ourselves as indie pop, R and B. I don't know. We've got we've kind of evolved in this past year, and it feels like we should think more carefully about what terms we would put but yeah but it's so varied i mean you've played shaco before um you're you're joining us this summer for the hardywood concert series which is really exciting yeah i can't uh, wait i know we can't wait to see you guys again and and to see you perform at hardywood but your style is varied it's a lot of bluesy you know tones definitely a l- little bit of pop stuff going on um your vocals are very jazzy i mean i think it encompasses everything in a really really seamless way Thanks. Um, and your lyrics are so dynamic. And you joked oh. about you're one of the songwriters. Are you really just one or do you primarily write them? Oh, well, we we arrange and write a lot of stuff collectively. I'm definitely pitching a lot of the tunes, but the r- most r- most recent um, iteration of Wildfire writing has been super collective um, through the pandemic, which we can maybe talk about later. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm the lyricist for sure. It's but. strong. It's strong. And I love that every song 
changes up. You know, it starts out one way and you think, oh, this may be a ballad and then it kicks in and you get a little funky groove going <laughs> or yeah, it just starts. And your lyrics are saucy. Oh, thanks. Woman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not only do they have the element of being about um, uh, support and, and empowerment and confidence, but, but like hot slice, they're saucy. Mm. I like it. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh, I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, that one's bold. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you get ideas, are you... The type that I'm walking down the street and I'm inspired, or do you set a time each day to say I'm going to put out what I can put out today? Mm, I love that idea. I'm going to write that down for how to actually write lyrics <laughs> in the future. <laughs> um, I really would love to do that, but it doesn't usually happen that way for me. It's pretty random. Most of the time, I get ideas when I'm driving. They're not always good, but then I continue to drive and try to use my voice memo app on my phone at oh. the same time. Yeah, don't do that at home, folks. Um, yeah, I'm the bad driver. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her foot on the brake the whole time, though, <laughs> irritating everyone Fair around oh, yeah. behind her. <laughs> um, never while I'm driving the band van. It's a no mm-hmm. phone zone if you're driving the band van mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But that was a good dig. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for bringing it back. I was gonna say, wait, wait, bring that's, it back. That's around. for the folks back home. That's a, that's a callback. Callback yeah. humor. Yeah. Good. And who else is in the band? Who are we missing tonight? <coughs> oh, we're missing um, Ryan Henri Lips, who is our guitarist, and he also does background vocals. Um, and then our newest member is our keys player, Stephen Wiley Roach. He's incredible. Um, he's been such a supportive uh, writer with us in this past six months that we've been doing stuff collectively. He's got great ideas and a great attitude. He's, he's got, in Richmond. He's got the best hat collection in the band. Ooh. Yeah, you guys are lucky. Like I said, with with as unique as the songs are, with just the arrangement and the lyrics themselves, it's got to be some pretty cool people who have come together. You know, it's not just someone who's like, I'm going to write about love and love lost and, you know, my goals for the future. I mean, you're pretty darn dynamic and interesting. So I imagine it has to be the right fit for you guys. Thanks. That's so kind. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I mean, I think that's why you are where you are and, yeah. <laughs> and on your way to, to even more. I'm glad that you think that that's a boon because sometimes I feel like uh, we're a group of five or, or however many at the time really hard headed people that like have a, a very like staunch idea of what something good is. And then no one compromises. And when we do, it's like, fine, you know, <laughs> and, and then and that's, I think, why. For the longest time, it was it's and ongoing is so hard to define like what our genre is because we'd all like to say different things at different times depending on what we think is cool. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of bands out there, and I've interviewed twenty three of them at this point for the podcast. And when I ask what is your genre, they all say, "Oh, we're a little bit of everything. We like <laughs> to do this." But when you hear their music, it is them. When you hear it, you think, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, that's them." Yeah. And maybe there's a track here or there where they sort of jazz it up, and they might be influenced by a lot of styles, and they might have a passion for a lot of styles. But you guys are truly one of the only bands that I've listened to that every song mixes it up and really does incorporate so many different genres in in each track, which is just thrilling to listen to. Thanks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fun to bounce around. Yeah, I don't think you. we've gotten that one a lot. Like that, that <laughs> sounds like variety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What is with all the pink cheeks? Mm. Um, what does the summer look like for you guys now that things are opening back up? <sighs> I see your name in a lot of places. That Thank means you, someone's yep. been busy. Yeah, 
Thanks to our team who's been booking us at some outdoor stuff coming up soon. We have Friday Cheers, uh, not this week, but the following week. It's in a couple weeks. With Mighty Joshua. Yes. I have my pod. Oh, nice. We cannot wait. We're so excited. That's our first real show back in a year and a half. Our last thing was March uh, 5th of 2020. That was the week that everything... Yeah, the garage yeah. door came down on everything. <laughs> <laughs> they flipped the sign around. Yep. So, yeah, we've got that. We've got a few more outdoor things coming up this summer. Um, Hardywood is mm-hmm. one of That's not outside, though. I, I right? think it's going to be in the indoor is. space. I'm oh, not really? Sure. I'm not sure, okay. to be okay. honest. I'm, maybe it's weather dependent. Definitely will be beer there. Yes. So Probably. either way, maybe. indoor or outdoor. And dogs. Beverages will be there. I know. It's my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember any of our other... Shows coming up. We've <laughs> uh, got, got Fridays After Five in Charlottesville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, I love that series, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's one of the first, well, because we were originally from Charlottesville, that was one of the first, like, large, uh, like, outdoor, like, regular things that we did. I definitely, I think, the one of the first big stages we ever played on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's, that one's got a special place in our hearts. Aw. Well, since we're waxing nostalgic, what has been one of your favorite performances as a group together over 10 years? Whether it was silly or heartwarming (laughs) or just a train wreck, we love those stories. I don't, I think it was, was it 2016 or 2015 maybe? But uh, we played at the the Paramount Theater in downtown charlottesville which is a gorgeous gorgeous room uh, one of the, one of the best sounding rooms i've ever been in actually is that the one kind of a sloping floor mm-hmm. a little bit yeah i love that mm-hmm. one um and we were opening for the village people <laughs> in 2016 <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was it's just overall a very surreal experience they were incredibly sweet um i think what is it the um the army guy, the GI, yeah, the, the GI, and, and the Native American, and the Native American were the the only two original members of the group, but um, it was just it was just weird. <laughs> you the know, raisin, there's really no other way to describe the it. The Raisin like, Ranch tour. My my parent <laughs> my parents came to see it. Uh, it, it was like a seated theater yeah. though, so it was like weird when Vibe the village people came out because they wanted people to get up and dance but any venue where people are sitting someone just talked about that they said that is the strangest Mm -hmm. feeling yeah oh it's tony jackson tony jackson said you don't know you have no feedback everyone's just smiling and sitting but that that one that one definitely sticks out for me personally (laughs) wow i had no earthly clue they were still chugging away yeah they had just released a single and were touring it and i got the vibe that they were really trying to connect with us younger folk like they wanted to take selfies with us. We all crammed into a tiny room and took a picture together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was either that or they're just like, they know their job. Like really nice and guys. And they, <laughs> they know what's coming and they're like, all right, here's what we do. We get ahead of this. We we collect all the people that are definitely our fans. Well, else why would they be opening for us? <laughs> and did, did they start at like 5 p.m. for their audience? Uh-huh. It was it was no. decently early, you know. <laughs> You're not far off. Yeah, I think like we played at six, maybe. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't. I don't really remember. And that. a favorite show for you? Um, I mean, it's hard not to say Lock In because it's just such a huge. And I, I love I love that we got really nice video <laughs> for it afterwards. So it's like the show that keeps on giving. Oh. Um, but also uh, revolving around was yeah 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 that, that was, was cool a highlight for um, sure. One that sticks out though, and I don't I'm not really sure why, 
was uh, Cat's Cradle, I think that place is called in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And was that the place that we, like, we're, we're on this tour with uh, the band called The Dip, and they sold out, or nearly sold out, I don't know if it sold out, and it's like a 300 or more person room. It's a b- very big, it feels like a very big room. Um, and it was just so packed, and it felt like everyone was already there when we started, which as an opening band on a tour, like, that is really hit or miss. You don't know if they're, you know, pe- people are going to come for the, the opener or not. And, and people loved it. And it was one of the first shows on that tour really set the tone. And, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, that one. It boosts your confidence. Reason, yeah, for some reason, I just remember that one feeling really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, you're right. It was like coming out and having people already yeah. like pushing yeah, towards yeah, the yeah. front of the stage. You know, it was like. Some dudes came up to me afterwards and was were, they were like, Aaron sounds like Yeba. And I was like, I can't wait to tell her this. <laughs> She's going to love that. That was one of the best compliments I've ever yeah. gotten. That's exactly wow. what we're going yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, and she's one of my favorite singers. Um, I have so many favorite shows. Some of the ones that I think of are like our oldest shows where it was the five of us just trying to crank out a three-hour bar set, but we had so much fun together. Um, But in recent memory, some more festival sets come up for me too, like Floyd Fest in 2018, I guess. Um, Somebody was blowing bubbles during our set, and it was like afternoon, and it was packed in this bowl kind of venue, one of the stages there, and people ask for an encore from us, and just like from a festival set, that feels really special, Mm -hmm. and we got a lot of good video from that one too, so maybe it's Mm. because I get to relive it is why it feels so good, but... The two of you in the basement watching it over. (laughs) (laughs) My glory days. Yeah. Yeah. My dad needs more stuff to like show his friends, you know what I mean, when he gets excited. That's my boy. Yeah. I usually go to my dad when I need video content because he's <laughs> mostly the person filming yeah. all of our shows. My dad's still showing the same clips from oh, like, no. the, was it the rooftop the, of the live yeah, arts building? My dad does that sa- same thing. I thought like, we took those down. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> there was supposed to be no evidence, yeah. and here it is. So you guys have clearly been all over. What do you think of the Richmond music scene? What, are, what do you like about it? What would you like to see improved? Oh man, I don't feel like we get, could ask for anything to be improved. <laughs> We're not. We don't deserve to have an opinion on that yet. Maybe I but. think if there was an improvement, I wish that um, it was seen as more of a major player on the East Coast mm-hmm. in terms of like markets that you have to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's slowly. Yeah, I think we're getting there, around. and I think that's. I think that's because of how good the music scene is here, and that and that's why we're here. Because mm-hmm. I mean. In Charlottesville, it's kind of a different thing. There's a lot of singer-songwriters. There's some jazz, you know, some academia stuff going on. But other than that, it felt like we were kind of... I felt out of place. Um, Mm. And so we had been playing in Richmond for a little bit, and, like, all the local bands that we, like, really, really, you know, kind of wanted to to be playing with and, and, you know, were vibing with were here, so... It was an easy decision. Actually, we all came to the decisions like separately. Everybody that's in <laughs> Richmond now, just like within a couple of weeks span, we were like, yeah, we're going to move to Richmond. And like no one mm-hmm. had talked about it at all. Yeah. It's wild the amount of talent we have here once yeah. you're here, isn't it? It's oh, amazing. It's mind-blowing that we, that we are, as you said, just sort of an epicenter for the coast. But I almost like it under the radar in so yeah. many ways, especially mm-hmm. when you live here and there's no traffic. And it's like <laughs> a fun secret. I, think, I just wish it, I wish I lived in the place where, like, because it's kind of DC is the close one is the you, the big right. the big thing you got to hit. And I, DC might be great for you, but I don't like it. <laughs> it's not a fun city for me. It's too much. It's, 
for me it's just, just square and flat it's, yeah it's yeah and i just keep running the red lights there by accident <laughs> yeah. because the stoplights are on the sides of the streets instead of in front of you yeah matt are you taking note of her this is the second <laughs> driving admission now you might be running Wait, them because well, you're recording awesome yeah. song lyrics on your voice memo. You know comedy, comedy comes in threes. Yeah, so there's one you more. wait for the next one. Yeah, one then, then, then yeah. it's gonna. Then if you've got a button, that's when you play the laugh track. <laughs> yeah. You guys have played in front of huge audiences. What's the largest audience? Uh, probably Lock and Festival. Yeah. Um, thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah, thousands of people. Tens of thousands. Um, Maybe not at the stage right at that one time. Yeah. But they're, they're and there. some of our Floyd Fest plays have been up there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want to achieve as a band since you are gaining momentum and accelerating and constantly moving forward and you're here 10 years later? Um, I would love to do a tour and promote this next album and just keep growing our audience. Um, that's such a big question. Yeah. <laughs> so many answers. I mean, the next obvious like, step in nothing my mind. Nothing short of world domination. Right, yeah. right, yeah, because you can keep kind of. Private jet. I'm sure as we as we achieve what we want to, the goalposts will be moved and, into, oh. and we'll, we'll never be satisfied. As it yeah. should. Yeah. That's yeah. how you yeah. grow. That's I how want, you grow. I want people to be like, yeah, the Rolling Stones are okay, but <laughs> have you heard of <laughs> I want us to be like Josie and the Pussycats in that Josie and the Pussycats movie where they have their own private jet like, like mm. long long tails and ears for hats yeah well that too but you know we each have our own all white hotel room the seats are white the the floors are white the ceiling the walls are all like shiny all of your equipment is gilded all of, yes everything because it's the future mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the status i'm looking for i think uh i just want to be actual like the next thing i want is uh a, a headlining tour where we don't have I don't have to do any work to get people to come to our shows Ooh. they just come to the because they you know they're not because they're our large group of friends and, it, and I think we're still at a, at a phase where we we have few enough fans that it feels like every fan of ours is our friend so it's mm-hmm. like oh well the only people like us are our friends but there's tons of those <laughs> you know what I mean Nick's got so like, many friends <laughs> at, at some point there's going to become a time hopefully you know ideally where there's too many fans to know them that does bring me a great calm when yeah. you talk about that, not having to work to bring people to the yeah, shows so, as much. So that and then like at those shows, people know the lyrics. Mm. Like that's, that's a, you know. It's such an insider statement to be able to make because as concert goers and music lovers who aren't in the industry, they don't know how hard those bands beat the streets for yeah. years and years It's like and most years. of the work. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 you know, get lucky. Not not to say any, you know, everyone that get, gets lucky also is good, I think, oh, for sure. the most part. Um, but, you know, like have a viral video hit and you just have sure. suddenly you, you get this tour to places you've never been and people show up because they saw your video. Actually, you know? one of our first shows in Richmond, Nick and I worked our butts off for because we played at the National, which we love the National and would love to play there again sometime. Thank you. Um, but this was basically a pay to play show and you had to sell tickets and you made a dollar per ticket that you sold. So Nick and I, we lived in Charlottesville and we drove up here and hand delivered tickets like begged people via facebook message to buy tickets and then we drove around to all of their houses in richmond one night (laughs) um and hand delivered them tickets and said please also show up yeah (laughs) now that you've bought this i have seen that about their shows in the fine print before yeah Um, with when you know when they do those local yep Mm -hmm. exactly local band showcases but it was still really cool it was fun have you do you guys have any good celebrity stories anybody who was really nice or somebody you just missed or Somebody you just lost your marbles when you met hmm. them, or you ate some of their food in the green room, or 
Um, I ate Paul Oakenfold's banana once. Whoa. <laughs> That's a big no-no. It was a huge no-no. Yeah. <laughs> I just get another banana. <laughs> Not P.O.'s banana, no. <laughs> I met Grace Potter uh, when we played Lock in the first time in 2014. And I cried when I got to hug her because I'm just such a huge fan. I've found that I do not play it cool with celebrities. <laughs> I'm very like, oh my god! Uh, like I've met Rachel Price from Lake Street Dive so many times, and I still am like, oh, I, I, met, I met you a couple times, and I've, we talked about vocals, and you, yeah, I just think you're so cool, and I just can't be like, hey. Great show. You know, like I can't just chill out. You do such a good lip quiver in there. <laughs> That's how I feel when I see her. <sighs> you guys, any any idols you got to share the stage with or somebody you were really impressed by you didn't think you would be? Uh, we got to hang out backstage with uh, a bunch of the guys in Lettuce the one time we played oh, yeah. Rock In. And that was they were they were really cool. They were as as chill and nice as you would expect them yeah. to be. Yeah, all Very, about the ping pong. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Competitive. Actually, yeah. who was was Adam, it was Adam yeah. Deitch. The drummer. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And and uh, Ryan, our guitar player, were going at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very very high stakes ping pong game. Um, I love that sound. Tink, tink. Oh yeah. Call me. Tink. It's a way faster cadence. With these. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Some el- expletives thrown in. Yeah. But it was all good fun. You yeah. guys all have a great personality. Who's got a really cool hobby or? interest outside of the band that maybe kind of fuels antics or fun or fuels lyrics or just hmm. keeping you guys like if you're not thinking about music what do you do to sort of stimulate other areas in yeah your life? I feel like we all have different things that we're doing um, I teach voice and do that on the side um, I love dogs and oftentimes when people ask me this question I just can't think of anything else that I do in my life and that's how As I feel a right band, now uh, we have a and it's different for every member and depending on what time you're looking at but we've all kind of come together over video games at one time or another in fact in our early days we uh we would um like pass a controller around uh playing uh banjo kazooie on nintendo 64 that was like (laughs) Mm -hmm. our our post post show kind of cool down thing to do what is the silliest way either any of you have injured yourselves Something Ooh. that maybe you wouldn't want someone to know, but you're going to tell us now so that we can laugh heartily at your expense. All right, I've got this. Um, so I was in high school, and I got a haircut, and my uh, hair cutter person, what do they call My stylist. Uh, barber? Stylist. No, she definitely, see the thing is, it was like I went, I continued going to the same place my mom had always brought me. I never found a barber until I was in college. So it was always like, I'm the one like dude in the, you know. <laughs> And and so my my stylist, her name was Joy. Shout out Joy. <laughs> she cut my hair, and they they had moved to a new location. It was a house, and it had uh, a wheelchair ramp that you know was one of those ones that went down one way and then cut back and came down the other. And and that's where that's how you got to the parking lot. Otherwise, you had to like kind of go around the building to get to the stairs. Obviously, I didn't want to do that. Just got a fresh cut. No time. Got to get out in the world. <laughs> exactly. So what I did was attempt to leap over the handrail of of the wheelchair ramp oh, no. and what i did not do oh. is successfully leap over the rail of the, <laughs> the ramp so i caught I my back foot and i came <laughs> yeah that so i don't tell anybody and i came down pretty hard on an elbow and i mean right away it just started getting really big actually maybe it was my you r- gotta play it cool i think it was my right elbow because uh, I drive a stick shift and I it, like immediately was like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get home 
I did make it home, and uh, when my mom got home eventually, I just told her what I thought at the time, and I still think was less embarrassing, which was I was wearing socks and slipped down the stairs. Oh, but, it just happened to my dad. Yeah. I like that you lied about it. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I'm so like, I was, I'm, you know, back then and still a little bit now, still like so driven by pride in a lot of ways. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't be like, it was my, it was me being dumb. Yeah. It was just like, it had to be an accident. Have you improved on your leaping skills? I see. That's the thing. I've always been great at it. It was just one time it oh, didn't go right. I, that's why time. I had such great confidence going into it. Cause like, you knew I you could this. clear it. I was a hurdler in high school too. I, well, I, I also, also fell. didn't know that. I also, okay. So, so I also fell doing during hurdling one time, and that was what made me quit because I I felt uh, outside during hurdle practice, and like the track went around uh, the varsity soccer team practicing also, and like those were all my friends, and I didn't make the varsity soccer team, and you know they were taking a break at the time, and all laughed, and and I just never went back Ooh. to track <laughs> so after that. You've had a couple falls, but you're still like I'm great at hurdling. I love well, that. that's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> I try to take <laughs> way more chances, I think, isolated. than the average person. Yeah. <laughs> this is where yeah. a lot of those lyrics about confidence <laughs> mm-hmm. come in. <laughs> Were you guys raised, and maybe I'll ask you, um, especially just thinking about the lyrics from Shape. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let's just play a little snippet, and then, um, and then I'll ask you the question I was going to ask. Okay. Shower, sunshine, smell the magnolia blooms and you are so fine don't need anyone to approve i can see your burdens know the pressure you feel but now the patriarchy's burning screw standards Okay, so listening to lyrics like that, were you raised with that sort of uh, encouragement or did you teach yourself? Were you a determined young lady? Mm, great question. Um, I was raised with a good bit of feminine. Femi- femi- yep. Oh, that's me feminism. too. Feminism. Feminism. Was raised with a good bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get me some of that. <laughs> um, but I really. Uh, came of age with the feminism stuff in college had some really great friends who opened my mind about it quite a bit um and just in the last five or six years I've been learning a lot about body positivity body acceptance um fat activism um just the idea of loving your body in all the different shapes and sizes and things like that and so that's really where shape came from is the self-discovery that I've had um and wanting to burn down the patriarchy and all of the um, terrible rules it makes women try to live by and and media mm-hmm. which exactly. is changing it is which is yeah. actually changing with regards to skin tone and shape mm-hmm. and uh, even gender and and so many ideas of what we find beautiful I remember being very small and just being so 
drawn to people that had striking features and who looked unusual, whether Mm -hmm. in real life or celebrities. I loved Grace Jones when I was little. Mm -hmm. I loved um, just her sharp features and her contrasting color and her flamboyancy. Um, But so many people um, either gravitate towards what they might see in an ensemble cast in a sitcom Mm -hmm. or what's being marketed with your food or your beauty products. And totally, um, I think it's really important uh, because self-language is huge. I mean, what you say into the world is huge, but what starts in your head, of course, is is even more important. And so I have gal pals that I do not let get away with making any disparaging remark about myself. That's hard. It's also so, I find for myself and my family, it's so generational. Like, um, just so so many of my family members, every time they see me, they say something about the way that I look or, you know, what my body is doing or how it's changed or not. So it's often made up. <laughs> it does not correlate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, but, like you know, when you see little girls and you say, oh, you look so pretty in that dress where, mm-hmm. you know, now they're starting to say, hey, tell a girl she looks smart or say you must be a hard worker or that sure. was very creative or it's so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. It's and I'm even it. trying to change the way that I interact with people just you know, meeting someone for the first time, it's such an instinct of mine, or maybe not an instinct, but a learned behavior of mine to comment, compliment someone on the way they look, instead of just asking a question or um, saying, hey, I'm really happy to meet you. What have you been up to? You know, there's so obviously infinite things you could talk about, instead of, you know, starting off with something so superficial. But it's just ingrained in us. Um, So that's really where shape came in is figuring out how can we really embrace ourselves um, and learn to love our bodies the way that they are and how important the diversity of our bodies is because that's what really makes us beautiful. If we all looked the same, it'd be so boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if everybody looked the same, we'd get tired of looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Gotta love you, Groove Armada. Um, well, I think it's so interesting when I hear Shape, the first time I heard it, when you sang it here, I honestly don't remember what I thought the dynamic was when I first heard it. And then as I listened to it, I thought it could be someone singing it to herself. It could Mm. be a woman singing it to another woman that she's romantically attracted to. It could be a woman singing it to her friend. Like, I just love that it's sort of this universal, universal, just woman to woman, whether you're looking at the one you're talking, singing to, or someone across the room. Absolutely. I definitely think of it as an anthem to try to communicate the message to the masses as easily as possible, like applies to everyone, all genders, all people. Um, and I think it's something that's important to us as a band is to have our, our concert space and our performance space be a safe space, um, especially for all different sizes of bodies, but colors and genders and, and I mean, any kind of category you want to place um, where we want it to be safe. And we want it to feel comfortable um, for our listeners. Well, music is supposed to be the universal language, right? So I... I'm always an advocate of places that have uniforms. Um, I remember working (laughs) at Bush Gardens when I was 15 with culottes and a bonnet. I just did not see that coming where you you took a turn like a little bit. I get it now, but I'll circle back. I promise. (laughs) But what I loved is I worked around these kids all summer long in these culottes and these bonnets and these no slip shoes. And we would talk about music and the kind of music we liked. And if we went to school together and we saw each other dressed the way we wanted to every day, we wouldn't have had those conversations. We would have just assumed somebody it was in a particular clique mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have gotten that far um, and so I love finding out that people in the different little social circles 
might all be listening to the sugar cubes or, you know, whoever it was, you're like, well, you actually know that too. That's awesome. Um, and so, you know, obviously we don't have to mandate uniforms, but yes, yeah. <laughs> music is universal. Let's start just looking at everyone around us. I mean, why should we surpri- be surprised that someone of a particular color likes a certain genre of music? We shouldn't mm-hmm. be. It's music is universal. Right. Um, what was the first piece of music that you owned and what format was it on? Um, I remember the first CD I bought. My dad took me to the CD store, which was 35 minutes from our house. It was next to Discovery Zone. Do you guys ever have one of those? Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds yes. like, like a day trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deep. They're Basically. going into the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this CD store had all those uh, headsets where you can test five or six different CDs. Or maybe you could bring any one you wanted to. I can't remember. Um, with those really awful foam headphones that like the thing comes off as soon as you touch it. So put those on and Vega, Vega Boys, Venga, Vanga Boys. Vanga Boys. Why does that sound so familiar? We like to party. We like, we like to party. Yep. So bought it, obviously. That was my first CD. How old were you? Seven or eight. I mean, I guess we could see when the album came out because that's, you know, I bought it as soon as it came out. That is great. Matt? Um, so the, the, first CD that was like mine that I remember having it was like given to me as a gift because I was like four or five and I you know four or five girls don't have any money um was, you didn't <laughs> not a lot huh. uh, you weren't earning your keep was was Astro Lounge by uh. Smash Mouth excellent um which holds up to this yeah. does it I totally. stand by it oh I'm adding it stand, to the list we stand Smash you know, Mouth stand okay. by it yeah um but the the first cd that i bought with my own money was when i was in the seventh grade and i bought the second strokes album room on fire um i saw there was back in the mtv days there was a commercial for one of the one of the singles that like it was on like trl or something it was like video premiere and it was just like the coolest guitar sounds i'd ever heard in my life at that point and i was like i have Mm -hmm. to get whatever this album is and i just like went right to planet music or whatever it was and i just like bought it went home with it that's a good one played it nonstop, and my brother hated it (laughs) what was he into uh he was in he was into like at that point so he was he was in like ninth grade so he was into like 80s hair metal that's a good thing good man which is not like you know i'm not i'm not unopposed to it but he just for some reason he just didn't like the singer of the strokes it like really Mm. grated on him which because I, I was like I was like, dude, you're into guitar music. How do you not like this? But it was just like something about Julian Casablancas's affect that to this day he still cannot stand. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just because you were playing it. It could be to yeah. my little brother. Oh yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> and Nick, um, I mean, the first one I remember is uh, was getting this um, when my grandparents took us to like a Kmart or something in Florida where they lived, and allowed me to buy i think it was the marshall mathers lp <laughs> oh it was, my. It was an m&m of some kind and it was the explicit version where were Thanks, your grandma. parents <laughs> right I, they were taking their well-earned time off from me <laughs> and this is what i got to punish them for doing so um I mean, yeah. I, I also wanted to comment. Uh, it's uh, about the the Astro Lounge thing. Matthew and I have this quite a conversation quite a lot about how we are big proponents of 
of that album and some of their other singles, Smash Mouth, I I personally think they were ahead of their time, mm-hmm. even though they were successful in their own time, which kind of doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. make sense. <laughs> um, I, I always say like if that album dropped today, it would be just as much of a success as it was back then. Wow. I didn't realize I was going to meet so many advocates <laughs> of Smash Mouth. And I don't even think like I'm a fan. I just think it's really like it's really catchy. Everything, everything on it. And maybe that's, you know, a lot of it's probably nostalgia. Like, yeah, we did a little live stream. Nick and I did a 90s live stream in September. And did we do a Smash Mouth? Did we do every morning? Is that them? No, that's Sugar Ray. That's Sugar Ray. Also, I feel the same way. What Smash Mouth one did we do? What a slapper. (laughs) Can't remember. It was an an all-star. All-star. Just do Walking on the Sun. Yeah, Walking walking on the the Sun. sun. Uh, Yep. Okay. Good call, Matt. That I can get on board with. All Star, All Star, I think is Smash yeah. Songs. I think All Star is like kind of like an anomaly. It's not that fun to sing along to, really, Mm-mm. compared to the other ones. Um, Walking on the I sun was like hard though. Millions of yeah. karaoke advocates worldwide <laughs> would hard well, disagree yeah, with I you mean, on that one. But but do they know that it's going to be not the most fun one, <laughs> or they just don't? Are they ignorant of the other ones that would be more fun? If do they go into it, they look to their books. I gotta go find some Smash Mouth. To, and, but or are they like all All Star? That's one of the two songs I know all the words to, and I'm drunk, and, you know. So that's what I'm doing. And at the top of your lungs, right? Mm-hmm. What I, yeah. What are these two known for when you're touring and traveling? These two, uh huh. Um. Well, we already talked about driving. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to force the third driving uh, reference, but I did it. So um, I don't. I wouldn't say that they're known for the same things. Um, Aaron's known for making wanting to wanting to have a good time with everybody, mm-hmm. making sure we're all together. Yeah. Make um, make memories together. Make memories together. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. She. Yeah. Sometimes people want to do separate things right. and I'm I want us to stay together and have an experience together. It's it's a very nice thing. I think sometimes it breaks down when you're in a place like New York City and mm-hmm. and in separate cars. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> that was if the there's any driving then. around. Yeah. So you have a caravan of going right. down the street um, of several cars. Bad. Honestly, I'm just gonna say it. The thing that I think of when I think of what Matt is known for on tour is because he always tells me this, staying regular. <laughs> That's true. Keep it regular. He always tells me how important it is. Do you know how many people aren't when they're away from home? I, exactly. That's why yeah. he says it. Yeah. I feel for them. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Matt, can you share? Uh, eat interesting snacks <laughs> when you stop at the gas station. <laughs> Don't get the same stuff. You got to keep your body guessing. This is a good segue <laughs> into promoting. Also, drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah. This is a good segue into promoting um, what something Matthew and I have been doing uh, through the through the band's social media channels, which is we've been doing a snack review videos. Um, Can, uh, I hate to interrupt, but I just discovered Zaps. <laughs> what? Zaps chips. Zaps. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know where have they been all my life? <laughs> That's interesting. They're a little bit salt yeah. and They've vinegar. A, They're a little bit yeah. paprika and turmeric and oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I actually, I like those. They're my favorite bra- uh, uh, brand of, of dill chips. I'm a big dill. Oh, route, have you yeah, had Route really 11? Like, yeah, I like those. They're all right. They're a little too, I think they're a little too, oh, like they almost the taste. gesture, buddy. Yeah. They almost taste like just <laughs> too salt and vinegary to me. Mm-hmm. And I want more dill. Like I, I understand they're dill pickle, but I want like mostly dill and then like a little bit. For me, it's the Route 11s are too, they're just a little too crunchy. Mm. You know, it's like a kettle chip kind of thing. They are, they are. I like, like the kettle chips. Whereas though. like the Zaps is more like a straight on 
like classic American potato chip. All right, let's save it for the snack reviews and tell them where to find it. Uh, that's on Instagram and I think probably Instagram.com. Instagram.com. <laughs> slash Aaron the Wildfire. Or whatever. I think you guys are just Aaron in the Wildfire on Instagram. Yeah. I don't think there's yeah. anything. No, no, there's no, no official. Crazy. There's no we are. There's no. no it's just you guys. So I would that was going to be my next question is where can people go for more information about you and to find out where you're playing? <laughs> At Aaron in the Wildfire, and that's A N D. I don't think any of our socials include the ampersand. It. I think the only one that does is bands in town. Programmers don't really mm. like mm. accepting the ampersand no. into stuff. So it's squirrely. Yeah, it is real squirrely. And do you guys have a website with tour dates as well? Yeah, same thing. AaronTheWildfire.com. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you were able Believe to get it, that. Oh, Believe it or not, that none of those had been taken. I'm yeah. So <laughs> grateful no one is squatting Aaron in the Wildfire <laughs> yeah. that you got it. Well, you guys have been a delight. Thank you. Thank you. It was really yeah. nice to actually so meet you. Like I said, you guys got to play last time, but we hadn't incorporated the podcast component, so this yeah. is fantastic. Thanks for having I us. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for being so entertaining and make it so easy. <laughs> we could go on. <laughs> yeah. Do I wish more? we could. Well, I know we have someone walking in in like two minutes. Otherwise, I would love to. We could do a part two. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll see if I have time. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us for the podcast on all the usual suspects. And of course, be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch for Shaco Sessions Live. That's a wrap. <laughs>